How about thinking that there, is, there are three ways? There's a husband right way, a wife right way, and a marriage right way. No two people will ever agree on the same thing all the time. So how do you make sure that your differences don't turn into outright conflicts? Dr. Noelle Nelson shares her tips. Stay tuned. Have you signed up for our free newsletter yet? Of course you have. You listen to this podcast every week and you hear me constantly talking about how you just have to go to hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link. So I have a new assignment for you. If you could please give us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher, it would be greatly appreciated. It helps us and that we show up higher in the rankings. So go ahead. It takes just a couple seconds, uh, either on iTunes or Stitcher, whichever is your preferred method of listening to this podcast. And thank you so much in advance. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the always fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. So Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of many, many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Um Also, she has a a relatively recent one, Dangerous Relationships. But to be honest, her most recent book is uh, Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work, which is available on Kindle Readers. Um, Today, we are going to talk about how differences that escalate into outright conflict. Um, We know know well that differences of opinion are inevitable in a marriage and sometimes we handle them well using our good communication skills that hopefully people have listened to on this podcast um (laughs) but sometimes we don't and what you say is that there are ways we tend to escalate differences into an outright conflict which we may not even be aware of so instead of managing our differences we basically duke it out verbally yes to the Obvious detriment, Steve, of the good feelings in the marriage, at least until the repair process gets underway. Okay, so what are some of the ways that we inadvertently escalate our differences? I'd say the first and and most common is assuming you are right. And we're all guilty of this one. You've already categorically decided that your opinion your way of doing something, whatever, is right, and most importantly, your spouse is wrong. So, you don't listen to what he or she says, you are not even remotely trying to understand their point of view, you will have none of that walking in your moccasins routine, you frank out, frankly, just plain declare, I am right and you are wrong. But the problem with that one, Steve, you know, is everyone thinks they're right. And I mean, you I and care. I mean, you and yeah. I are pretty much right most of the time. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> of course, we are. Yes, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And we walk on water, also. <laughs> um, and and that, but that's just it. It's that everyone thinks they are right, and 
frankly, I don't care if the argument is about how to fold a towel. Can we, can we talk more sort of, how do we say, uh, idiotic as that? But one spouse will think that folded in two is the only proper way. And the other will think folded in three is the only proper way. And both will be 100% sure they are right. Now, of course, it gets much more critical when you're talking about how to deal with in-laws or with the kids or budget finances. But the bottom line is, if you are stuck in, I'm right, you're wrong, your marriage is in for a really rough ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, just out of curiosity, what is the right way to fold towels, two or three? Yeah, I haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's called... It comes under the heading of whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Um, I think we can we all, by the way, I, I was just yes. going to say, I think we can all agree, though, that the toilet paper roll is the flap is on top, not underneath. Right? Do you know, when I was doing therapy, which I did for many years, um, <laughs> both sides of the couch, but I'm right now I'm talking about when I had clients, I remember a gentleman coming to me in absolute tears because his wife would not, big fat capital letters, would not allow him to put the TP in like he liked, which was the opposite. He liked the flap coming from underneath. And it literally drove him to tears. I just felt so sad for the poor man. Wow. Yeah. I mean, And I also thought of the wife. It's, lady, is it really that important? Really? I, I mean, she was right in that instance, but... I mean, you're right. Pick your battles. That doesn't yeah. seem like it should be that important. Um, okay, so... It really should have been that important to him, frankly. That, no, that's because true. Yeah, that's true, too. A grown man. I mean, he wasn't a... a he, how do I say this? He wasn't in any way strange or disadvantaged or disabled or anything. Mm. He was just... Just couldn't handle that. Got it. And frankly, you know, we had to work on it. <laughs> Um, okay, let's get back on topic. Uh, I, that, yes. that was my bad for um, steering this towards the uh, bathroom. Um, <laughs> if, if you are stuck and I'm right and you're wrong, what can you do about that? Well, interestingly enough, it comes back to what you said earlier, Steve, which is assume both of you are right. Because frankly, you are both right. And now sort out a livable solution. In other words, how about thinking that there, is, there are three ways? There's a husband right way, a wife right way, and a marriage right way. So instead of just going straight to, I'm right, you're wrong, and oh, I know that temptation oh so well, or vice versa, how about thinking, what's best for our life together? Mm. What makes our marriage work more smoothly? Okay. So let's do, let's do the towels. Okay. okay because it's an easy one. Sure. It could be. Here's a, here's a real easy marriage solution as opposed to a husband solution or a wife solution, right? When you do the laundry, you fold the towels the way you like. When I do the laundry, I fold the towels how I like. Either way, the towels are folded. Mm. You know, Jess and I have actually um, had a very similar conversation to like cleaning our place where... Uh, she wanted things done a certain way. I wanted things done a certain way. Like I, you know, I was taught to do things a particular way and we had almost that exact same agreement where it was like, well, <laughs> if you want it clean this way, then you can clean, you know, we'll swip, swap rooms and mm -hmm. I'll do the other room 
which you don't seem to have a problem with me doing it how I do that room, and you can do this one. And it, it really cleared a lot of things up. Yes. And what you did and what is the, the, the exact thing that I'm, I'm bringing up is you looked for a solution that worked for the marriage. The marriage, meaning the good feelings between you, which is basically what a marriage is, was more important than every room being done exactly the way Steve wanted or every room being done exactly the way Jessica wanted. It became, well, you know what, like you say, you do it your way in this room because I don't care and I'll do it my way in this room because you don't care kind of thing. And then the marriage works better and that's the whole. That's a great, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a great point too because I think a lot of times people will look for the example of them being right as opposed to looking for an example, instead of looking for a solution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess that's just an ego driven thing where you're, you're, you just want to make sure that they know that you're right in this instant as opposed to here's how this can be resolved really quickly and easily without tears. I think it goes beyond that, Steve. I think that often the things where we think we are right, even on small things like toilet paper and towels, it's part of our identity. It, it goes deeper than mm. I want to make sure you know I'm right. It, it actually is part and parcel of how we go about life. And somehow... When your spouse, quote unquote, threatens a piece of that, it can feel like your your who I am is threatened. Now, this is all very subconscious. It's not like you're, you know, on the surface, who cares? But our identity is made up of a zillion little tiny pieces. Mm -hmm. And that happens to be one of them. Gotcha. So that's why people will stand on their I'm right so strongly. Because if they stop and back off for a minute and think about, now, how important really is this in the scheme of things, 99% of it would just go away. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been talking about towels, but what about something more, let's call it emotionally charged, like dealing with in-laws, for example? Ah, love in-laws. Yes. Well, you can always count up your in-laws or your, let's say you've got like 12 close relatives, right? Okay. So you figure out how much time do we want to spend overall with them over the holidays or over Thanksgiving, whatever. And then parcel out the time, just literally the time. It's a very objective factor as fairly as possible, regardless of which in-law the husband thinks is a pain in the butt and which in-law the wife thinks is a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. In other words, make it a neutral, objective, data-driven, may I say, (laughs) decision based simply on how much time are we, are we willing to share as opposed to keep for ourselves or ourselves and our own kids? How much time are we willing to share and then share that equitably and then live with it? In other words, make the best of it. It's okay. It's only going to be a few hours or a day. Mm. I, you know, it's funny you talked about looking for the, that data-driven solution. I've, I've actually thought about doing some sort of like, you know – a data-driven marriage book, like figuring out how to like live a happily married life, uh, just looking at data. And I realize it's more complicated than that, but I thought that would be an interesting take on things that I hadn't seen. Well, Um, certainly it would be, and certainly it would be for these sorts of decisions, which are, as you said, overly emotionally charged and for which there is no emotionally satisfactory answer for both people. Well, I've actually, this is going to be a little bit of a tangent here, but I've actually thought about this um, 
just in the the pressure that we as a society put on ourselves and on other people about trying to be uh, perfect parents, perfect spouses, like all these things. And to achieve that level of perfection and involvement and engagement, like there literally is just not enough time and you have to pick and choose. And I think sometimes we fail to like look at a 24 hour clock and see like, well, if I want to be this like really amazing parent who is going to be supportive of my child and take them to their extracurricular activities and, and this and that, and then I want to be the perfect spouse and I want to do all these other things. Like you just can't do all of those things. You have to pick and choose um, where you're putting your time and effort. And I feel like, a, you know, breaking it down in a data format would clarify a lot of this stuff and relieve some of that pressure and stress on people because they can just see like, oh, that's not feasibly possible. Like, I don't care what it looks like on Facebook. My friend really does not do all these things in a single 24-hour stretch. Like, it's just not possible. <laughs> so anyways. And and frankly, if this approach, if you will, to conflict, not letting it escalate is a great time saver and effort saver. Mm-hmm. Because think of what it eats up out of your mental space, your emotional being, your time when these conflicts get out of hand. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because, it, you know, a little disagreement about how to fold the towels can, you know, two hours later, you're still arguing about it. Mm-hmm. Uselessly. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, mm-hmm. that's funny, too, because I talk uh, i mean so in my business world um people are kind of surprised sometimes about all the things that i do the various things that i do and one of the things that i like to tell them is like i am extremely efficient with my time um and how i use it uh and i don't have you know i work from home and i don't get caught and and i used to work in an office and i i i will admit i spent a lot of time talking to my coworkers, which I loved doing, but working at home and I don't have that around me, I am crazy efficient because I don't spend a half hour chit-chatting about what happened on the weekend. And, mm-hmm. you know, just talking about time management things. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's totally irrelevant mm-hmm. to our conversation. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but to our point, uh, to your point about um, handling in-laws and figuring out which time and all that other stuff, I think the point that you're trying to make here is that you're always looking uh, to the good of the marriage. That is correct. You are in this together. And when you really think about what that means, right, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's, it's a big thing. And interestingly enough, working out these differences for the good of the marriage, as opposed to I'm right, you're wrong, brings you closer together. Okay. And so yeah. what, yeah, and so what else uh, can help couples um de-escalate things and and find some common ground? I think the the other kind of important one is um, jumping to conclusions. In other words, you assume that you know what a certain behavior means, like, and I'm deliberately going back to our towel example, assuming that she folds the towels a certain way because she knows you don't like it. Mm -hmm. And she's really pissed at you for something else, like, I don't know, (laughs) bringing her daisies instead of roses on your anniversary. Probably not. Yeah. You know, or assuming, once again, jumping to conclusions that he's late getting home from work because we must be having an affair. Well, probably not. Mm-hmm. And instead of getting yourself all riled up, which pushes your mate, by the way, into a defensive posture, which happens to everybody when we feel attacked, you could just say relative to, to, to whatever it is, like let's say they're getting home late, gee, honey, I missed you. 
I was looking forward to a little downtime with you before dinner mm. and see what happens. Because chances are you've jumped to a conclusion that is completely wrong. Yeah. It's it's a I I feel like it's a a, a mindset where you start looking at things um from an adventurous and um uh I don't know I don't even know how to describe it. Like you 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 look I don't even, I don't want to make it as simple as like looking at things in a with a positive spin, but you have this um curiosity about a situation as opposed to a doomsday scenario situation going on in your brain um like when you're talking right about the, way of saying it when you're talking about the towels for example um you know you're even if you've had the conversation before like you know we should do threefold instead of twofold or whatever your spouse you know it rather than thinking like they're deliberately trying to just piss me off to be frank, um, they're you know they're probably just not even thinking about it because this, this is how they've done it for twenty years. Like it's probably not even like whatever. So going into that type of mindset, I think, is a big turn that people have to make to to turn things around. Yes, and really considering the marriage as its own entity, and thinking in terms of what's good for that. Yeah. For those good feels between us, as opposed to, like you said earlier, Steve, fighting a battle that really isn't a battle, and who cares? Yeah, I, you know, this is um, this is unrelated, but I feel like this is what we see a lot in the world and in current events, and so we're in the middle of like the Black Lives Matter movement and things of that nature, and we had the one year anniversary of Ferguson and stuff, and I think this goes to the perception. I just feel like this is a, de- a pretty good example of the perception that people have and, and when you project your own ideas on something whether and how you can flip that around. So, for example, um, we had uh, the Oath Keepers, which were, were on the news of um, people marching in Ferguson, which were white guys carrying like assault weapons, um, and they were viewed uh, by a lot of people as you know trying to keep the peace. Um, and then you had other people making the point that what what would people um, think if um, you know some younger black gentlemen were doing the exact same thing? Like, would they be seen as a threat, or would they also be seen as peacekeepers in the area? And that's a totally an extreme example. And I don't want to get into like the politics of any of this, but I think. It's an example of how you can look at a situation and see two completely different things um, depending on what your mindset is. And so I know I just wanted to point that out because I know like what we're talking about is like folding towels and stuff and it makes it seem super easy. But I see examples all the time where it's not that easy. When you just see somebody walking down the street, we always have our prejudices and we always have our baggage that we bring into the situation whether it's folding towels or something more extreme like that um that it it takes it takes effort it takes like a a decision on your part to to make those changes so yes it does and i gotta tell you one of the most wonderful examples of that is a book that was uh it's, it's actually a series of cartoons that was done by a gentleman named wiley i'm trying to see if i can find it really quick here not Wiley, no, the uh, the oceanographer, like the guy that no, makes no, no. the whales. No, no, no. This stuff. is the ch- <laughs> no. This was 
it's a series of cartoons. It was done back in the, I think, maybe the 60s or so, okay. about how men and women think differently. Ah. And it's utterly hysterical, and it's <laughs> totally worth the read. And it's things like, you know, she says, um, hi, honey. And he hears, where the hell have you been? I've kept dinner waiting for you for five hours. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. that. And, and vice versa. It's utterly hysterical. But it is a great example of what you're saying is that we, depending, you know, for example, uh, the, the young black men were walking through the streets with whatever as opposed to the, the white dudes with their assault rifles. Is Would we think differently? Well, probably yes without, again, getting into the politics. But it's just the way, for example, how men and women think differently. And yes, the the thing that we say at, at Hitch so often, and I think we, we cannot repeat it enough, is just try to understand where the other person is coming from. Mm-hmm. Just try. Now, it makes a world of difference. Yeah, bringing this back to marriage specifically, does this get into understanding your spouse's love language type stuff where – you brought up the example of the cartoon where <laughs> the wife comes home and says, hi, honey, and the spouse hears, you know, where the hell have you been? Um, would that be one of those things where, well, if she understood that he's more receptive to um, like a hug or a kiss when he walks through the door as a way of welcoming, you know, would that be – I mean – is- well, c- certainly love language, understanding love language is helpful. Mm-hmm. I would say it's one of the pieces of the puzzle. Okay. Um, and by the way, I found the title of the book. It's by Wiley Miller. I had his first name, not his last, sorry. And it's Why We'll Never Understand Each Other. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hysterical. So it, it does, you know, love languages absolutely is yet another piece of the puzzle and, and very helpful. Uh, and there are others. Yeah. There are others. Yeah. And I'm, mostly it's it's a willingness to look at your spouse and think, okay, you're a different human being than me, and you've been on the planet X number of years and seem to have done pretty okay, and you chose me, which makes you really special, <laughs> and I chose you, ditto. So let me take a look and try to understand who you are. And yeah. that changes over the years, by the way. Total. Okay. Yes. And I think that is the biggest thing, right? <laughs> you can see I'm getting excited here. That is the thing because we do come from different backgrounds. And this was something I had to learn. Um, the way my wife grew up is dramatically different from the way that I grew up. And the different things that she was taught and the experiences that she had, dramatically different than mine. And as soon as I started thinking that, oh, She's not trying to spite me in her decision making. That is that's what she knows. And maybe I should look and see uh where that's coming from and why she's doing it the way she's doing it. Like I mean, who knows? Maybe I might learn something. And once I started taking that approach, I mean, it changed everything to be honest. Like it was like, oh my God, like not only are and I hope she's not listening, some of her things right. Um, uh, but like it was, it, it like eliminated a lot of, a a lot of conflicts that we might have had otherwise. Right. Right. And to your second point, you're right. Like, and then that stuff changes over time. Um, Mm -hmm. because you know, what might have worked 10 years ago or 20 years ago just doesn't work today. So. Right. So it's fun. 
it's a journey for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. This was, uh, all over the place, but I think we brought it, (laughs) (laughs) I think we brought it home pretty strong. So, um, I want to thank you so much. This is so fun, Noelle. I really appreciate you coming on, uh, and, and sharing all your great knowledge with us and the rest of the uh, listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you. It is truly my pleasure, Steve. Uh, So I want to remind everyone, you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is the author of many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. As I mentioned at the top, she has a book for Kindle readers. It is uh, Got a Bad Boss, Work That Boss to Get What You Want at Work. Uh, She also has another, her other most recent book is uh, Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. Uh, so two business books and that one is also available on Kindle readers you can get more information at her website noelnelson.com you can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson uh, Noel is also on Facebook and of course all this information is on our website hitchedmag.com including past episodes of the podcast uh, the deep deep archive I mean we are approaching 400 episodes now um, articles from Noelle as well as other marriage experts, uh, a bookstore uh, where you can find Noelle's books, um, and much, much more. And uh, of course, you can reach us on the uh, social platforms as well uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Pinterest. Uh, a lot of people love our pins. Um, yeah, all the big ones. So uh, if you want to connect with us there, we love doing that. Uh, so that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, thank you so no- so much, Noelle. Thank you, Steve. All right, that is going to do it for us this week. Take care, everybody. 